Blog Talk Radio. And we are live. And as I was saying, uh, when I got there, when I got to Bible College, you know, somebody said, have you, have you heard about the, all the talk about the repentance issue? And I, I said, I didn't know there was an issue. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, so well, brother so-and-so over here and brother so-and-so over here, they really heavy preaching on repentance all the time. They said, you know, it's, it's works. Now, they 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 throwing that at me like it was like if somebody if somebody preaches you know that men ought to repent that they were preaching that they ought to somehow work their way to heaven you need to turn over a new leaf you need to be good you need you need to do it you're you're saving yourself essentially and it, there is a group within independent fundamental Baptists who almost just vilify the word repentance and. It always bothered me. I never, I never got myself in the middle of that issue, but it always bothered me until finally one day, uh, it was a brother that was going to church with me, and I, we were singing "Victory in Jesus," and uh, I was sitting there having a moral debate over whether or not to change the words "Victory in Jesus" because said then I repented of my sin and won the victory, and I said it almost sounded like I did it, and brother Bobby, and he said, he said, brother, you can't. You can't take the word repentance out of everything. He said, God put it in there. God put it in the Bible. And it's just like I snapped out of it. All that, all the false stuff that had been thrown at me in Bible college. All, and, and, and believe it or not, it was all just a bunch of politics amongst preachers. It all really was. Uh, it's just, just people fighting over, I'm the big shot preacher. No, I'm the big shot preacher. And, 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 and the little people, and the, when I say the little people, I'm saying the people following them are the ones that end up getting hurt. And so that issue has been straight with me for a long time. And I want to talk about it tonight because I, I dare say there's some people who don't really understand what the word repentance truly means. Maybe you do, and that's great. I hope you do. But we're going to look at it tonight. So 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 6 through 11. 2 Corinthians 7, verses 6 through 11. <coughs> All right. And, and, and again, we're in 2 Corinthians, and I know you remember in 1 Corinthians where Paul addressed a number of issues. He addressed the, uh, well, he addressed the carnal, he, thought, he called them babies. He said, I couldn't speak to you as under spiritual, but as under carnal. Is under babes in Christ. They were taking each other to court, suing one another. They were, uh, yeah, they were getting drunk at the Lord's Supper and, and making a big party out of it. They, they were, uh, they had the whole tongues issue that was completely out of hand, where they're trying to upstage each other and uh, being more important than the other. Uh, it was just a bunch of, it was just a bunch of very, 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 very worldly, backslidden. Christians and probably some unbelievers mixed in, and, and the church of Corinth was just a mess. And so Paul wrote them a very, very scalding letter rebuking their sin, and the man who was with his stepmother, who was having an adulterous affair with his stepmother, and I mean, he told them, you know, you, you come together and you agree, and you're agreeing with me, and you put him out. Turn him over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, the Bible said. That's strong language. What is he saying? He's not saying he's going to hell. He's saying, let if he wants to live like that, let the devil go on and destroy his life rather than he stay in that church and destroy that church. He's making a choice. You don't have to go along with him. 
So Paul had written them that letter, that the letter of First Corinthians, and and again, it's he's, he doesn't hold back. So we begin looking here in Second Corinthians seven six through eleven, and we're going to see the the end result of this. He said, nevertheless, God that comforteth those that are cast down, and thank God that He does, comforted us by the coming of Titus. Titus had been there. And not by his coming only, but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you. So they had comforted, they had received Titus in a good manner, and they said, said when he told us of your earnest desire, your mourning, your fervent mind toward me. So they, they had... They they weren't mad at him. He, I think Paul felt like they were going to be angry with him, and that's human nature. When you rebuke somebody in the Lord, you're doing it in love, but and you're doing it because you want them to love the Lord and serve God and grow and grow and walk in faith. But it still it makes you. I mean, hey, even back here behind this pulpit, I know when I'm getting on people's toes. I can see it on your face. It doesn't make me feel good. I mean. I know it's necessary because I know we all have got to grow and we all have got to go ow. We got to go oh me before we can say amen. But it's never pleasurable to the preacher to step on your toe. Amen. It, but but it's just like a daddy says to his child before he spanks him. It's gonna hurt me more than it does you. Kids always say, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> but it really it hurts your heart. It hurts your heart to have to put discipline on them because that ain't what you wanted to do. That's not what you set out to do. You wanted to see them obey. You wanted to see them grow up and be responsible. You didn't want to have to tear their hind end up. But, and Paul didn't want to have to do that to these folks. But anyway, nevertheless, we get back to it. He said, when he told us of your earnest desire, your mourning, your fervent mind toward me, so that I rejoiced the more. For though I made you sorry with a letter, I do not repent, though I did repent. In other words, he felt bad. He felt so bad about it after he wrote it. He was like, oh, God, have I I done the right thing? He said, you know what? He said, though I did repent, he said, I don't now. (laughs) He said, because I perceive that the same epistle hath made you sorry, though it were but for a season. Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrowed to repentance. For ye were made sorry after a godly manner. See, he didn't tear them down. He was trying to build them up. He just told them the truth. He said that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. We didn't want to hurt you. We wanted to help you. For godly sorrow worketh repentance. Now get this. For godly sorrow. That's sorrow that comes from God. That's not sorrow that comes from man. That's sorrow that comes when you realize that you have transgressed God's law. When you realize that you have 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 done injury to the cause of Christ, you have you have put a black mark on his name. And when you do, I'm going to tell you when 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 the Holy Spirit of God reveals to you and you know this, when you see, "Oh, I am so wrong." Oh, it hurts because you didn't set out to do that. It just wound up that way. And it made them sorry. Made them feel terrible. He said, Godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation not to be repented of. You don't want to get right after you get right. You don't want to get wrong again. You don't want to change. 
You don't want to say, oh, that was a mistake. I'm, I, I should have never got right with God. No. He said, he said that, that's not how that works. Godly sorrow works good, but the sorrow of this world worketh death. There's a difference. There's a good sorrow and a bad sorrow. That bad sorrow, the sorrow of this world, the depression, the, the gloominess of this world, the world that weights you down, do you want to die? That's what he's saying. The sorrow of this world worketh death. We've got a good friend right now, and she's not suicidal, but everything in her life has gone completely, absolutely wrong. And she said just the other day, she said, I wish I could die. Go on and be with Jesus. I'm tired of this life. It just hurts so bad. So many bad things have taken place in, 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 in her life. She's, her husband's gone now. Her children have turned on God, I and mean, she's all by herself. Her whole family's turned on her. And, and she said, I just wish I could die. So this is the, the sorrow of this world will make you feel like that. I got a good preacher friend, and his wife turned her back on him, left him. She moved out to California. His kids are all gone. They're not serving God. He's done nothing but give God his life, his whole life, preach from one end of this country to the other, and now he feels like, what happened? I don't understand. He said, I just don't understand. I'm not mad at God, but I don't understand why this is the way it is. And 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 he he got so down so low, He he, he every day it's like... I hope I see you in the morning. But he, or he said, I may not see you in the morning. And there for a while, everybody's worried he was going to be a suicidal. But he's like, no, I just feel like I serve my purpose. And I don't know that God's going to keep me down here much longer. That God, godly sorrow doesn't do that to you. That's, that's worldly sorrow. Godly sorrow will, will change you. It makes a difference. When you know God is not pleased with you, and it, it zeroes in in your mind, and you say, wow, i got to do something. I want to be right with God. I don't want to be wrong with God. I don't know anybody that wants to be on wrong terms with God. Now listen, let's keep going. For verse 11. For behold this self-same thing, that you sorrowed after a godly sort. What carefulness it wrought in you. Made you careful. Made you, made you not just go through life blindly. Doing what you felt like. Like we talked about this morning, you know, I'm just going to do what I want to do, however I want to do it, because it's my life. Hey, you ain't doing that. You don't do things that way anymore. When you when you have godly sorrow in your life, you say, hey, I got to be careful. I don't want I don't want to get crossways with God again. It says, what clearing of yourselves? They they were careful and they worked hard to change the things that they were accused of. He said, he said, uh. What indignation. Well, they got angry at the way they used to be. They got angry at the things they used to do. A godly anger. He said, what fear. Oh, they realized, hey, I, God, is, God is so holy and I'm not. Oh, mercy. He said, yea, what vehement desire. Created a, a red-hot desire in them to serve God and please him. Yea, what zeal. What revenge. I like that. They, they said, not only, not only am I upset with the way I used to be, I'm going to get that devil. I'm going to show that devil. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to throw that old wicked life back in the devil's face, and I'm going to show him what it means to be a Christian. That's what they mean by revenge. I'm, I, I'm going to serve God so much and with such diligence that people are going to go, wow, what happened to you? Amen? That, that's, that's what I'd like to happen in my life. I'd like to get to walking with God so close that everybody around me said, wow, what happened to you? Amen? I really would. I'm not saying that. I, I, just to say it, I really mean that. So, 
Having said that, he said, in all things, you have approved yourself to be clear in this matter. Paul ain't got a more problem with him. Amen? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, help us tonight. Lord, we come before you tonight, and we need you. We pray that you'd meet with us tonight. We pray the Holy Ghost of God would stir in here amongst us. Lord, we pray for the ones who are listening in, Lord, on the Internet. Father, we pray that you would, you would deal with them and, and uh, Lord, stir around their heart, Father. I pray, Lord, that you'd make them aware of their, their own condition, Father. And I pray, Lord, those who need to repent before you, Lord, those that need to come to you in repentance and faith and be saved, Lord, I pray this be the night of salvation. Lord, for those who've been saved, Lord, but they're not walking with you like they should, Father. They've wandered from the way. Lord, I pray this be the night that saint would repent and come back and say, Lord, I'll give you all that I am, and Lord, I'm going to walk with you. And I pray for your grace to be able to do so to keep me up on my feet and keep me walking with you. Lord, I just pray, Lord, you do a work in our lives. For whoever needs this, Lord, whoever this is for, Father, I pray, Lord, that it be revealed to them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So the, the message, the title of the message is Repentance, the Product of Sorrow. Uh, and the, the central truth of this is, is really pretty simple. Peace with God is only possible by a change in the mind, in the emotion, and the will. It's your whole being. Okay? The Bible does say, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things. His old way of thinking, his old way of feeling, and his own way of doing things changes because God moves in. And where God moves in, God's going to have an influence. Amen? I mean, listen, even if it's a small one at first, and that's because there's so much ignorance in the, the new believer, so much ignorance. Listen, I tell you, when I first, when I first set out to live for God, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I really didn't know what I was doing. I made a lot of mistakes. I had older Christians uh, get on me pretty sharply about some things, and, and I, I took it because I realized they were doing that out of love. And once I saw the things that were, were wrong, I changed those things, because not because I cared so much about those people's opinion of me, but because the, 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 the uh, opinion was a resounding unanimous one, and I needed to change, because I realized God is, God is the one who's showing them these things. It's not just them. Amen? So everybody wants to hear a word from God, right? Tonight, amen, well, the words repent. That's the word, Amen? Uh, he spoke that to everybody, everywhere. Repent. Matter of fact, it occurs 741 times in the Bible. I don't think it's a bad word, amen? And I think them people who thought it was, and they mixed up like a termite in the yo-yo. And they had me mixed up. Because I thought, well, these are learned men. They know something. I, 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 and and it, never, it, it never rang true, but I, it eat at me. But it's in there 741 times. 680 times it's in the Old Testament. 61 times it's in the New Testament. That's probably a pretty important thing then, wouldn't you think? If it's in there that much? Must be pretty important. But you know, you know what it didn't? It didn't feel good, doctor. And that's why it probably doesn't get preached on near enough. Because it doesn't feel that good to hear about. It doesn't feel that good to be dealt with about repentance. It requires us to feel uncomfortable. And nobody wants to feel uncomfortable. 
We like to be in our comfort zone. But God doesn't like for us to be in our comfort zone. Because if you're in your comfort zone, you don't grow. Listen, <coughs> working the job I work right now, I learned a very valuable lesson. I learned I was out of shape. Bad. I thought I was in pretty good shape. So I went over and started working around all those young people, lifting all that heavy, them heavy things I lift up every day full of meat. I mean, listen, I thought I was strong until I started lifting that stuff every day. And you know what? It didn't take long. Things started changing in my life. The more I started doing the things that them younger folks was doing, the more my body started adapting to it. And that's the way it is. When, when we start getting right with God, it ain't going to happen immediately. But as we start getting right with God, things begin to change in us. We need 